Hello, my name is Tracy Gibson. And I'm Creighton Gibson. And we are Gibson's, Gibson's Caring Corner. Today we're going to talk about when it's time to have a caregiver, when it's time to have a little extra help. Creighton, do you have any ideas of what someone could look for whenever they might need a little help? Well, household bills piling up. Oh, I hate to do mail. I just do not like it. Hate's a bad word, but, you know, you get lots of bills in the mail. You get potential scam artists. Somebody wanting you to write a check. And, you know, whenever you're 80, it might even be hard to see the mail. So, and older people, 70s to 90s to 100 nowadays, you know, they might need a little extra help with that care professional opening the mail. We run it and do it on a weekly basis. So other things are signs of depression. Especially during the holidays. You know, a lot of aging adults have outlived their children. They've outlived their spouses. So whenever it comes time for it to be Thanksgiving, Christmas, anniversaries, you know, their hearts aren't leaping with joy except for the memories. The memories can be really good. So, you know, noticing those signs of depression, what can a caregiver do to, to help someone that might be depressed? Well, some things that we do, we, we will take them out and get their hair done or take them shopping or, or take them to see a sister or relative, but we get them out and interact with the public. Very good. And you know, Sometimes even just you know, opening the Bible and reading a proverb of the day. You know, one of your favorites, I know, is to be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I'm God. Whenever I was stuck in traffic today, honestly, instead of getting frustrated, I had to lean on that scripture because I was definitely still. Hmm. Mm. Right. <laughs> what other ideas do you have? So other things are a lot of times the seniors are reluctant to leave their home. That can be a problem whenever you become isolated and you don't leave your home, that can even lead you into depression. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a sign where if someone was there, what could a caregiver do to help them leave their home? Well, again, what we do is we'll take them to get their hair done or shopping, um, take them to doctor's appointments, but just get them out for a cup of coffee. And you know what? I'm sure your caregivers can take them to the grocery store. They can yep. they can take them and just get them out. Maybe it's the walk down the street where they can feel safe because they have someone with them. Or maybe it's right around the block to where they can visit other relatives and friends. Yeah. So other things are we start seeing them miss doctor's appointments. So a caregiver could help them schedule those appointments. Mm -hmm. But one of the key things is, you know, a lot of children of aging adults, they're in their 40s to late 50s, and they're still actively working. Yep. So the times of those doctor's appointments, they normally can't be there. So the caregivers can be the eyes and the ears of the children. Yes. That can help lead to better care so that we can get them set up for success to be living at home. Right. Other things are they lose interest in meals. Well, do you know that it has been scientifically proven that God created us to um, live 
a long time, but once we get to our 80s, our taste buds, the ones that are left, are sweet and spicy. We no longer can taste the green beans. We can no longer taste the normal food. So those seniors that love sweets, well, that's because that's the taste buds they have, and they would like to have that piece of cake or that oatmeal pie or, you know, that moon pie was my father's favorite. So, you know, that is something just to be aware of. If they're not a diabetic, you know, put a little sugar on their food so they can still taste it and enjoy it. That's right. Mm -hmm. So declining personal care. You know, we see on a regular basis in home care, seniors can't remember the last time they showered or they just don't want to take it anymore. We once had a client that had fought in World War II, and this is to make you laugh, and he said, you know what, I was down in that bunker and I was battling and I didn't get a bath or a shower in 90 days. I didn't die then, and I'm not going to die now. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, you need a care professional to help with that type of mentality so that they can be clean, dry, and be happy being clean and dry yeah. in their own environment. So sometimes those care professionals, they can do special tricks of the trade, and maybe it's taking them on a special retreat, um, getting them out of the house whenever they take that shower, or That's making right. a spe special that dessert. Uh, so yeah. anyway, that is something that is very important, that we do need to have maybe not a shower daily because when we get a certain age, our skin gets frail. So you don't want to damage the skin by showering every day, but um, you do need to stay clean. That's right. Other things are... They lose track of when they ate, taking meals. Um, they have a they lose an interest of of making the meal for themselves. That that is really big. So, how exciting would you be to fix one meal for you and nobody else? Yeah. Oh joy! No, it's not. It's not. People go to just a shake or a protein drink or yeah you know, anything to make it easy. Pop open a can of soup. You know. And easy is not nutritionous, you know, nutritional um, on a regular basis. So having a care professional with the family, preparing food that they can eat is, is good. It's good. And that is something that's important. And, you know, they could have special recipes um, that, that the client may have never had. Or maybe the client or the aging adult can have a recipe that they would like the care professional to help them cook to remember when their favorite meal. So they're declining driving skills. So let me think about that. So when you have um, an aging adult that you don't think should drive anymore, let's see, what's some ideas that you might could look around for around their car that might be happening to give you an idea they really shouldn't be driving? Well, some of them in the past, we've seen little dings and dents and scrapes and... Um, Start giving telltale signs. Yeah, I think we even know someone that might have ran into a curb at the local hospital that we had to go rescue not too yes, long ago. We did. Yep. So, and they don't even realize that um, they're in in um, hmm, that it's their fault. So anyway, sometimes you have to be the eyes and ears there as well, yeah. and to keep them safe and to keep everybody else safe that they're out there driving with. Because in in the state of North Carolina, that's where we live. Yeah, it's not up to the doctors to take those licenses away. It's up to the children 
So, yeah, you may have a sharp doctor that you can talk into doing that for you whenever the need is there, but a lot of times you have to do it yourself. Yeah. So the last one I have for the day is um, they lose track of their medications and when they took them and when they didn't take them. So what's wrong with that? A medication lost here or there? Why, why does that matter? Because sometimes you forget to take it all together or you double take your medicine. And I'm thinking that can be, not thinking, I know, that can be a serious risk for many of our seniors that have to have those medications at the right time with the right food so that their health can be successful. The number one, one of the number one causes of readmission into hospitals is medication mismanagement. So a care professional can help aging adults be successful with that. Are there any special um, ways that medications can be managed? Well, we've had clients that we do med packs and and so they'll come in a pack, you just pull off the day that has the date and the time, mm-hmm. and you know you took all the medicines at that time, whether it's morning, evening, night, um, it works very well. And you know, and to give you an idea of what that looks like, you know, whenever growing up, you know, those little bubbles that would come in and you would stomp on them and make that big pop sound. They were so much fun as a child. Well, that's the way they are blister packing meds now. So they'll put all those meds in that little bubble and then they'll label it and they'll even put what it is on the outside of it. So that can help children. It can help the care professional. And it can also help um, the doctors know what type of meds. So you can just pull out that day's meds in a little blister pack and take it with you. So you can always know what they should be taking. And you know what? It's good for the aging adult as well. They can look at it, see it. They like to see their meds and what they're taking and and know why they're taking it. Yep. All right. So that's our 10 top um, reasons why someone may need a care professional that we've talked to today. So with that being said... That's the end of today's segment, and we have a short story that we would like to share with you next. Our short story is going to be each week, and it is going to be from Creighton's mother, um, who has who she passed away many years ago now. But I'm gonna I'm gonna read a book to you that she wrote. Technically, we did the intro, but um, here we go. Knowing Anne was a blessing, and Anne's name was Elizabeth Ann Reinhardt Gibson. I was her daughter-in-law and knew her the last 10 years of her life. The following stories were shared with us a lot. She would have the best time remembering when, she would say. Anne was an extremely thoughtful person. I learned a whole lot from her, like how to set a table, thank you notes, the importance of family, love and laughter. She once sat down with a video at our wedding rehearsal dinner and recorded what Tracy likes and dislikes and what Creighton likes and dislikes. When I think of what neat things of Anne's I have, that video is one of my favorites. Now, I would like to tell you what Anne liked. She liked W.A., Creighton's dad, Mike, Creighton's brother, Creighton, She loved crushed ice from the Cat's Patch in Troutman. She loved homemade ice cream, perms from my mother, Linda, Tom Clark's gnomes, going to the races with us, 
homemade wine made out of muscadines and white peaches and chocolate-covered orange slices. Now, Creighton, this gnome here is really special. Tell us about this gnome. It is special. Um, my mother worked for Tom Clark for nine years in the uh, pouring department where they made the molds. And, and so my mom and dad made a, a lot of big impressions on people, even as simple as they were. And so uh, mom died March 3rd, 1992. And Tracy and I were in Gatlinburg in November of 1996. And so anytime I see a gnome, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by it, knowing mom helped make them. And we looked through a window at Gatlinburg and, and we saw Ann. And so he has a little saying for each one of his gnomes. And so we went in, we read it, and it said he commissioned this in January of 1996, four years after she died. But as you read down it, it says, ancient origin says this is part of the New Testament. Her uh, name was Anne, and it said it seemed fitting that her name was Anne. It, it was a name of several of her cousins, but it was also the name of a former Karen employee, now deceased, named Ann Gibson. Um, so we never knew he made Ann and happened to run across this four years later. And so Ann come home with me that day. And so that's why Ann stays on my cabinet at work. So that's why Ann is here. So we want to share these short stories with you. And um, I'm going to finish this intro just a little bit more I can't help but to tell you one more little thing the last time she went to the hospital Creighton and I thought she wasn't feeling well and asked what we could do for her her answer was oh I've just got a little cold and so being the trusting children we were we believed her and didn't think twice as soon as we pulled out of the driveway she looks at her husband WA and says daddy Call the ambulance. I need to go to the hospital. Yeah. She would always say she didn't want to be a burden to any of us, like most aging adults do. They don't want to be a burden to their children. So during the last two years of her life, she hand-wrote 71 pages of stories about growing up, and they're very humorous. I hope you will enjoy listening as we read these stories um, over the next year. Thank you for joining us. I would like to give a big thanks to Creighton and Tracy for allowing me to be here today to share a little bit about health and wellness with the listeners. So thank you two very much. So listeners, how would you like to have more energy, have more control over your diabetes, take a little less medications for some illnesses, fight against that depression that Creighton and Tracy were talking about, and stress anxiety? and even have less risk for heart disease and dementia? And how would you also like to have a better quality of life through even more uh, benefits? I'm sure many of you have heard of a lot of these benefits as long as we have a healthy life. So what exactly is this healthy life that our medical professionals tend to allude to as health and well-being? Well, as Oxford definition describes, it's an 
state of absence of illness and disease. As far as the, according to the World Health Organization, health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease and infirmity. And if you were to break it down even further, there was a, pub, or a study published in 2006 that states that health is the absence of disease or impairment, a state that allows an individual to adequately cope with all demands of daily life, and a state of balance that an individual has established with themselves and between themselves and their environment. So what exactly is wellness then? It's a state of being comfortable, having a positive mindset, and how an individual feels about themselves and their life. So what does that mean? And more importantly, what does that mean for us? Because this can all get a little confusing, and sure, it sounds nice, but if we can't actually implement it, then what does it actually mean, or what does it actually value, does it hold? Well, the Global Wellness Organization, or Institute, defines overall wellness as an active pursuit. So that means that's something that we can take hold of in our own hands. And so with that, it just kind of says that it's a constant decision that we have to make each and every day, and that we cannot sit back and allow others to take our, their, our health into their hands. So we have to be, we have to take our current health and well-being into our own hands if we want to live like how God intended us. So how do we actually take our health and well-being into our own hands? Well, the Global, Global Wellness Institute also or breaks it down into even more manageable chunks, such as physical, which can be broken down into exercise, getting 150 minutes of exercise each week, and that can be taken care of in 30-minute increments of walking each day for five days a week. Or if you like gardening or yard work, you can do that too. Uh, it can also be broken down to nutrition. Nutrition is eating more whole foods and getting rid of or reducing the processed foods. And sleep. Sleep is more or less a newer subject that we're still learning more about, but just trying to make sure we get the quality and the quantities of sleep that we actually need. From there, it actually breaks down even further to mental. Mental can be attained through reading a book, taking a course, or doing puzzles that a lot of us might enjoy. It can be emotional, so understanding our emotions, um, accepting them, and just being willing to share our emotions, but also showing empathy for others. And then spiritual, did you know that praying has over time been proved to actually help reduce stress, help give a better sense of peace and calmness, and also help to reduce uh, depression and encourage a better quality of life? Social, connecting and engaging with other people around us in our lives. So for, those older, so for the older patients, it might be talking with a caregiver or talking with a friend over the phone they may still have, or talking with another family member. From there, and last but not least, also environmental. So if you really like your yard work or if you really like plants, this is a great opportunity because you, with this, you can either plant more plants, trees, flowers, and even just picking up trash around where you live or your daily um, commute. That can all really help. Hopefully over the following episodes, we can learn a little bit more on how to implement these things together. Um, and we can really focus in mostly on nutrition and the physical aspects, the things that we can really try and take control and see the most benefits a little bit quicker than maybe the others might be able to. Some of you might say, oh, this all sounds great and all, but I'm a little old. Why, do I, why should I care at this point? Or 
I've been fine up until now, so why does it really matter to me? Why should I put in more effort? Well, let me ask you a question. And with that, I will also give you an action point for afterwards. You might hear that being healthy will help reduce your health issues and make you live longer. But what if you don't want to live longer? Well, how would you like to have more positive energy and time to spend with grandkids, kids, or other loved ones? How would you like to have more energy and be able to remember your kids and be able to be a more positive impact on your grandkids and your kids' lives? So as you, as you think about that, I would just like to leave off with, to, as for my action item, just start a uh, daily log for your food journal. Just, if you want to, you can take a picture of whatever you're eating, or you can write it down on a piece of paper or a notepad. Or if you have a nice smartphone, you can use your notes app, and you can log everything in there. But just try to aim for five days this week. And if you forget a day, it's okay. Don't overstress about it. Just pick up where you left off and continue moving on. It's all about improvement, not perfection. And thank you for joining for today's health tip. Thank you for watching Karen Corner. Make sure you head over to our Facebook and YouTube channel where you will find this program along with others. Be sure that you subscribe, like, and click the notification bell so that you will receive notifications for our weekly program. Don't forget to share this program to your social media platforms. If there's a question that you would like to ask, make sure to email it to caringcorner22 at gmail.com. We hope to see you on the next episode of Caring Corner.